Welcome to the podcast, Your Time with James Sweetman. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Your Time with James Sweetman. Thank you for tuning in. I'm joined this week by Roly Miller. Roly is an e-learning and digital media manager for JobCare. Now, let me give you a little background on JobCare because it's an organization I, I admire greatly. It was established back in 1994 uh, and it is a charity that provides training, resource services and transitional work programs to effectively equip unemployed people with the employability skills necessary to secure and sustain work, or sometimes where appropriate to progress into further education as part of that journey to work. What I particularly admire about job care is their ethos that working matters. They believe that everyone has the right to form to a form of employment that suits their individual needs, abilities and circumstances, ensuring people are not left behind. So Rowley, who joins me today, he previously worked at Riot Games and Apple, and his current focus is on raising the standard of job care's digital learning and social media presence. So you're very welcome, Rowley. James, thank you very much for that really thoughtful uh, introduction. I appreciate that. I, it's all genuine. I, I have to say, I do greatly admire job care. I also greatly admire some of the, the work you're doing on, in the online space, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, uh, and I was trying to think, it must be seven or eight years since, since I showed up like the bad penny, is how I phrase it, for, um, for uh, three or four times a year to, to, do some, to, to do some work on some of your programs. And it's, it's always something that I have looked forward to and, and enjoyed. So with, with, with that in mind, Rody, tell me a little bit more. Tell, tell us a little bit more about job care, you know, the services that you provide, that you and your colleagues provide. James, thanks a lot. What we aim to do is to just really help people who are unemployed, but also people who are stuck in in that situation to mm. to move to move on to move on to employment. So, a lot of what we do is kind of offer people help with their toolkit, and we refer to their toolkit. We talk about like their CV, the kind of application forms, maybe and even a cover letter, you know, mm. and then preparation for interview. Yes, so we, that's the kind of things that we'd call people's toolkit. So we do a lot of helping and um, people with those kind of things but there's lots of other spaces we we help in kind of around kind of building community helping people realize that they're not on their own yeah because um, often if you're the person in the house or the person on the street that's lost you know a job or you know it can feel very lonely because well not at least now everyone's at home working away you mm. know but but previously everyone was kind of getting out the door and going down to the the bus or the dart to go to work and yes and people kind of left and you know, there was quiet, there was quiet streets and quiet supermarkets, you know, during the day. And I think, I think people often found lonely. So there's, there's definitely a sense of kind of community and camaraderie that we help to provide. And yeah. I think that that's, that can be a central part of what we do. Yeah. And I know, I mean, for, you know, for, for with my interactions or what I've observed, there's that sense of belonging or the sense of, you know, I'm not alone here in, in the challenges or how I'm feeling or, um, you know, that there's other people who find themselves through, you know, no fault of their own in, in what I phrase as career transition. Um, and, and to get that sense of camaraderie, it's something that always strikes me. When, 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 I, when I certainly, you know, when we did the, the workshops in person, when I used to call into your sales in Pear Street, um, 
Uh, talk to me a little bit more about some of the 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 the, the toolkits or, or what's covered on the different programs. Um, so if someone's listening in and they're sort of find themselves in career transition and you know they might be interested in availing of your services, what's how is it structured? What number of weeks? You know what could they expect? Sure, I can take you through that. Um- so we run um, two kind of courses that are kind of uh, kind of entry point touch points for people to be able to come in. The first one we call um, the Job Seekers course. It's mm. a four week course that runs four mornings a week, and it's really based for it's kind of for everybody. But it really, if you don't have a CV, if you haven't done an interview in ever or mm. you know in twenty years or whatever, um, it, it's really kind of handholds you through the process of um, kind of starting to unwrap some of that kind of unemployment that, that we find kind of hangs around people that, that are that are unemployed either for a long time or even a short time, they're, yeah. kind of, they're hit by it. But we really kind of take you step by step through the process of, you know, um, working on a CV, writing a cover letter, writing a, you know, an, an elevator pitch, a way to kind of yeah. introduce yourself and explain yourself. Um, and that's kind of quite, you know, and we'll also help you you will also kind of help you do a mock interview with you kind yes. of in person, but will also get you a mock interview with like potentially like a re- kind of a recruiter at a, at an agency, you know, or, or maybe one of our partners to kind of help mm-hmm. to, to get you stepping up through that process. Um, then our next course is JobNet. Um, and it's really kind of aimed at um, kind of mid-career professionals um, and people kind of who are postgraduate, you know, and chances are you're a little bit more of a self-starter. So we just run this course. um, We run this course on a a Tuesday morning and a Thursday morning. And we kind of, we would have a speaker. So James, you've been one of our speakers. but Once or twice. (laughs) (laughs) Thankfully, you're there on a regular basis. and, And it really adds to what people are getting but we have a we'd have a speaker who'd come and speak to us on a tuesday morning and then we'd put you into small groups where we actually have facilitators you'd all work in a group of you mm-hmm. know five to eight so you're part of a smaller group you're able to work through now you do get you do get kind of homework you get to work on some of those pitches and your cvs yourself but we would have expect you to at least have a cv written so that we're editing it rather than starting from fresh yes. Um, yes. But we'd also have, you know, a lot of the people that we meet are mid-career and they may have, they've already been on interview panels interviewing people. So they understand yes. what it's like on both sides of that table. So it, it can be a little bit more, um, it's it's less hand-holding and a lot more kind of encouraging. And But then they're also, they're also sharing their knowledge and experience with each other. Yeah. You know, so so that sense of community and camaraderie is, is really key. Um, yeah. We, uh, we also spend a lot of time networking. You know, helping people to get in touch with with their network, activate their network and network amongst themselves, because you could be joining with 50 to 80 other people, you know, and you have an instant network that's able to connect you into new opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. I often say in that area, it's um, it's having new conversations. um, And at one level, that's the people who come into your your programs. You know, they're they're having new conversations in, in these areas. Um, mm-hmm. But from a networking point of view, I always view that as well as just having new conversations with people. Um, and you never know the ripple effects of those. Um, uh, yeah. Speaking of ripple effects, I know, obviously, the end goal for people attending any of your programs, really, is, is, is employment at the other end, or, or at least significant steps towards it, or the, the, the confidence for it. Is there... Do you see any other common byproducts or unforeseen benefits that people take away? It's it's really interesting because 
I think people come to us looking for a polished CV mm. and, you know, maybe even somebody would pass on a few job ads so they can apply for them or mm. maybe a little bit of hand-holding, uh, making an application. But I think the biggest thing people take away is just being able to step out of the shadow of unemployment mm-hmm. um, and to be able to build their network and to have a sense of community, a sense, a sense of, you know, a sense of restoring themselves and, and coming back to themselves and, and feeling that that confidence returning and the motivation to apply for work, yeah. you know, and because sometimes people can just get get stuck in a, in a loop of, of self-pity and self-loathing and even depression. Yeah. Um, you know, the illness can can take hold as well. So just to have people stand beside you and care about you and like we'll continue even when people are finished on our courses we have follow-up courses we also like we'll call and make contact we keep people in alumni groups so we're able to stay in touch mm-hmm. and people are genuinely motivated to stay talking to the people there on the courses too and like i think that no one expects that when they come out the other end of it yeah you know, when, they, when they sign up they go i didn't i got so much more from this than i ever yeah. thought i would and I think that's 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 really testament to the in, intention behind job care, you know, where you see the person as a person as opposed to, you know, someone who's just looking to get a particular toolkit. You know, you 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 acknowledge them and they feel understood, um, which which is something that's um, how would I say that, that that makes your offering stand out. And um, of course, I need to share how people can find out more. So the mothership is jobcare.ie. That's the website, Roly, am I mm-hmm. right? Uh, and I know there's a lot of information up there. And of course, you're on all the main platforms as well. Certainly LinkedIn, if you just look at job care and uh, Twitter as well, Facebook, and then also Instagram, job care Ireland. Um, and, and of course, that's your... Uh, that your role now within job care is the the digital uh, media manager and e-learning and of course that's something that must have changed a lot in the last 18 months um, where everything had to move online Rolly talk us through some of those changes and 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 how you've coped and the the, the pluses and the minuses yeah, so 18 months ago my role I was actually running the job club which is a kind of contract that we have with the Department of Social Protection. And my role was to run that. And that was probably like a closest thing would be like an L&D manager. Um, Yes. And obviously we had to almost instantly kind of digital digitize and kind of put our courses on online and and make them remote. Um, But it really also gave us an opportunity to start thinking about, well, what else can we do? Um, so I was able mm. to transition my role into what I'm doing now. And really the, the heart of what we're trying to do is open up more access for people to be able to connect to our courses. Because there's lots of people who can't come to our building. Yes. You yes. know, and there's lots of and, and we're also able to serve more people by by being online. Like there's a we have a limited number of chairs in our building and mm. and even if we do get back in this year, it might be a quarter or half of what we used to be able yes. to do. So to to genuinely serve the huge amount of people who need help, we kind of really felt that moving online was really important. So it was really just about thinking about what we wanted to do and how we held true to our values as best as we could. Because we really see like we really see community 
you know, we're not trying to make a course that you sign into a website, you click on the video, mm -hmm. play the video, you answer a question, you watch the next video, and you don't go through that process because the retention for something like that is very low. Like it's less mm -hmm. than 10% of people mm -hmm. who it start is. a course will finish it. Whereas um, we will offer people information and we'll, we'll get people in, you know, involved with, you know, a speaker or a topic, but it's really about the community. It's a real about putting, putting them in, in with people other people in a similar situation, but also being facilitated by people who care. Yes. You know, so it was it was a trying to it was a balancing act of how to try and figure that out. And like I still think we're it's only we're learning and we're mm. we're growing. Um but also one the, the main thing that we're trying to grow is is actually awareness of of job care and awareness of our courses. Because I think a lot of people come to us either by a referral for someone who's been on our course or mm -hmm. if they're actually on the live register, the Department of Social Protection says, go and talk to job care. Right. You know, and 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 do one of their courses. Because but I would say ninety percent of the people who come to our courses are like, I've never heard of you before. Okay. Gosh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, because I, you know, obviously I've, I've invited you onto the podcast here because I hugely value the work that you do. And, and as I say, I've participated with it or offered my services for a number of years. And I do think it is so worthwhile. So hence the, you know, if people are tuning in here to spread the word as well, or to, you know, to share it on their own social media platforms, because, you know, there are people out there who are not aware of it, but could benefit from it. And of course, the service is free. I mean, that's something that we've perhaps not even emphasized yet. Um, you know, the, the, the participation in the program is really only an investment of time. And, um, and, and what a return on that investment, too. I, I have to say, Rowley, because obviously my own work has been predominantly online, although I think I was saying to you just before we went on air that I had my first in-person workshop only yesterday, mm -hmm. um, which was unusual 18 months later. Um, uh, but I have to say what, what you're doing online is, is some of the, 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 the best infrastructure that I've come across. Um, and um, it's, it, it's one of the most engaging and, um, how would I say, it, supportive online environments that I've come across. So that is testament to you and Ian and your colleagues there as well for, for pivoting in that direction, to use that phrase. Yeah, well, thank yeah. you for that. I, mean, I think it does, it does come down to the fact that the, the skill set that Ian kind of came with married with with my skill set mm -hmm. in the kind of technical realm to be able to help us to to take those steps and we've been also been able to expand our team as well and, and kind of pull in like additional help to to be able to get out there and do that but also a lot of the world was moving into that space yeah. and it was amazing you know online and offline tools that we were also able to kind of relatively quickly and cheaply access to be able to to get there like from the likes of zoom to the kind of browser-based, you know, tool that we use called StreamYard, which yes. helps us to, to produce a, a very slick looking um, stream very quickly and, and, and relatively cheaply. So, yeah, I've been really impressed with StreamYard, I have to say, you know, mm. so for people tuning in, if they're looking for a platform and they've not heard of one, that's one to uh, that's one to check out. Uh, and of course, there, there may be people listening in too, Rowley, who'd love to get involved and, and volunteer their services as, as, as I do. You know, and I know you partner with many different companies and, and others maybe get involved under the heading of CSR or, you know, from a place of giving back. What, what different roles can volunteers um, take with job care? The, the key thing that we kind of 
ask for from volunteers is that they would they would give what they have, mm. you know, in the same way, like we, we never asked you to show up and help, you know, repaint, you know, one of our offices, you know, we, we asked you to come with your, your skill set and your experience and to show up fully as you. Yeah. So that, because that's how you can show up. It's how it's a little kind of impact or effort to you, but it's also maximum impact to the people that we connect with. So Mm -hmm. really we'd want, like if you're an engineer or an accountant, if you're a project manager, come with those skills, you know, and that could be as as simple as just offering to have a cup of coffee or, or two cups of coffee with a, it's somebody who's in that same space looking for work Mm -hmm. so that you, so that you could maybe encourage them, tell them what's the impact of uh, COVID or what's the impact of Brexit on your yeah. industry since you've been out. Let me help you do that. It's not necessarily that you're going to kind of give them a job, but it's just a little bit more networking that they're able to do to understand the space and the sectors and mm-hmm. just really get comfortable with with that. Like that's the simplest way, is that? All it's the all conversations, yeah. Some of it is, yes. It's that idea you said, like networking is conversation. Mm. Um, it's as simple as that all the way through to like if you had a specific skill that would be of benefit to job care's organization. So maybe you're um, you're a designer, you're in IT, you're you know in finance, you know, and you're able to offer like professional assistance. So mm-hmm. that would be kind of working pro bono or helping yeah. us to level up our internal structure. It could be it could be that you're a small to medium or even large organization that wants to have a larger conversation about about CSR and connecting more employees into what we do. I mean we we love talking to people who can offer, you know, coaching, yeah. just network, but also even like a lot of what we do is um, mock interviews. So if you've yes. had if you've had kind of if you interview for your roles and your team, then chances are you'd be able to help us with the mock interview for because we're always trying to find new sectors because we get people from all over, you know, uh, all over the sector, all 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 over the the spectrum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So certainly for people who, if they're interviewers themselves, or if they work in HR or learning and development, that's an obvious match. But I wasn't aware that you know it, it's like you know show up as you and bring what what you have to offer it's the intention behind it and i know we've mentioned cso a few times so just for people tuning in who might know the acronym because sometimes there's so many acronyms out there it's corporate social responsibility um and and as i view it that sense of contribution or giving something back and and certainly a lot of the big organizations um maybe run programs in that area and and for, for me, in the sense of volunteering that I do, but with yourselves and, and, and in other places as well, I don't use such a term. I often just feel myself, it's nice to give something back or to give a, a helping hand to someone else because maybe in the past I was on the receiving end of a helping hand. Uh, makes the world go round. Um, uh, and, and I think a lot of the small and medium-sized organizations wouldn't have a CSR mm-hmm. strategy or manager or officer, but they would definitely be like, oh, but sure, if we can help, we will. And I, yeah. and I think it's a very, it's also, it's a very Irish thing. We're very quick to uh, offer help. If somebody, if one of our friends or our neighbors knocked in and said, yeah. hey, Rowley, can you give me a hand with Absolutely. And, yeah. and I think it's, it's, it's a very common idea and thought. And particularly when, when things are working well, you know, you're like, well, look, you look around to go, how can I help? Yes, yes, exactly. And I think it's something to do with maybe, I don't know, sometimes as we, as we get older or mature or mm. evolve, 
Um, and it was funny, I only had this conversation with someone yesterday where, you, you know, yes, you might be giving your services pro bono or, you know, you're giving of your time, but there are rewards that you get back from that. It may not be monetary, but there are certainly rewards back from that. And, and I would suspect a lot of people tuning into my podcast, particularly by my loyal listeners who tune in every week, will know what I mean by that. You know, just that sense of, of contribution or, or just, um, how would I say it? Um, um, uh, you know, without sounding too cliched, you know, but just making a positive difference where we can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I would presume, Rowley, that, you know, going forward, there will be a time when, you know, your premises are back open and, you know, you're able to go to go back into the, you know, the, 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 the physical form of, of delivering your, your workshops. But I suspect the online will stay there. Will that be true? You know, there'll be that modern phrase of a hybrid approach. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I kind of alluded to the fact that like, we don't know how many people will be able to get into the building at mm. one time. But I also think that we're able to serve a new market now. Yeah. And it's, it's relatively easy to do. Um, yes. and and we would uh, we we would be we are aiming to continue to do that um, because I think it's it's so key because you're able to access a whole audience that aren't just based within you know a, a one hour bus or train ride of Dublin and it's interesting because we've we've had people join us from Brazil really one lady one 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 actually one couple joined us from Portugal. Gosh. Um, they actually moved there. They had been happy living in Dublin, but they moved to Portugal kind of in the middle of last year because mm-hmm. it, was, it was it was easier and cheaper for them and, and warmer. Uh, and, <laughs> and, and never mind. And, warmer, and, and, yeah. You know, but but we've we've had and we've we've had you know uh, almost for the past year we've had a group every year join us from the UK from uh, okay. a, a charity in Manchester that we're we're partnering with. So it just we're able to connect to and reach out to more people and just as an organization like we're a charity we're only interested in help people helping people mm. get back to work mm. and we don't mind where they're based yeah i'd even go as far as to say we don't care yeah. you know it's, it's it's genuinely like if we can help you we will we'd love to it's like we're not we're, we're not we don't do anything else we don't try we don't sell products elsewhere we don't have you know something else that we do we just help people get back to work that's all yeah. we do that's 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 the north star behind it all yeah. let me give your website again it's jobcare uh, all one word dot ie um, and i say it's a very uh, resource rich web- website mm-hmm. as well um, i suspect you know whilst all roles have challenges Rowley, let me turn this one more personal you know what do, what do you find most rewarding what do you enjoy most about your work with jobcare because of course you have worked in like corporates like apple before what, what do you enjoy about it one of the things for me is that's that's really kind of deeply connected to my values is just that the sense of the sense of journey Mm. um i'm you know i love my own journey but it's such a privilege to be part of someone else's journey Mm. um and to just see the difference between day one when they join our course you know and the end of the fourth week or the end of the seventh or eighth week and just see you can see physically in their in their face in their posture in how they're carrying themselves maybe even in what they're wearing or yes. how they how they've turned themselves out it it it, it changes and they change it, it right in front of your eyes and it's just mm. such a privilege to be yes. to be to be part of that 
transition and to be able to do it for hundreds if not thousands of people at this point it's it's honestly it's it goes way beyond like getting getting a a big salary at a big company because and that was always something i think it was something i was always saying i'd love to feel that what I do has more, has kind of deeper meaning and purpose and a, and a, and a richness and a, and and some level of service to it, you know. Yeah. So it's been it's been great to be part of job care and to you know to, to be able to to serve in that way that it's 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 genuinely helping people and and in a really significant way because like if, when people get back to work like like it's not just their family it's their street it's their local cafes and and small businesses that are you know seeing a little bit more income coming their way mm-hmm. and it's so it's hugely impactful yeah yeah i know what you mean it's i see it as well with 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 groups or individuals that i work with it's like the eyes are brighter or you know the shoulders are back or you know the back is a little bit straighter and um sometimes i use the the, the phrase of you know their you know their light is just shining brightly you know it might have dimmed a little you know but we've 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 helped them reconnect with themselves and what's most important to them and that sense of possibility and mm-hmm. um and and the self esteem that goes with that as well I do think it's invaluable and of course if we if we think about even say theory of fulfillment at work, you know, one of the ingredients that that is always present there is that sense of being of service. And say with the work you do and with the work I do, there's a, you know, there's there's an obvious connection with that. But as I was reading only recently, it was a great quote. I think it was going back to to a, to a poet. I can't remember who it was now, but it said, "All work, you know, all work, irrespective of what it is, is an opportunity to bring more love into the world." Um, and that's a deep one, Rowley, but mm-hmm. it was it, it was something that resonated with me. Um, and uh, um, yeah, and it just aligns with that sense of fulfillment as well. Yeah, and it, it, it kind of connects deeply with them. Paul Mooney, our founder, often yeah. talks about this idea of the cloak of unemployment. Mm. You know, you can kind of see something surrounding those people. And I think particularly as, you know, as, as you're, you know, more than six months, more than a year, maybe mm. kind of getting a little bit more long-term unemployed, um, it, you can see the way people carry themselves and, and you know, but to help people shed that yeah. um, is, it's amazing. Yeah, amazing, a privilege, but also just mm-hmm. just wonderful to to yeah. observe. Yeah. The um, I suppose for anyone listening in, as as we move towards our closing questions, Roly, but for anyone listening in, you know, who might find themselves in career transition, obviously they can check out jobcare.ie, um, or you know, maybe for people who are just seeking changes, is there any from your experience any any particular little pieces of advice that you might offer them? I find that an awful lot of you know, what holds us back is is our own heads, it's our own mindsets, and it's what we tell ourselves we can and we cannot do. Um, so I would, I would just genuinely ask you to be kind with yourself mm. and to take a moment to think about, like, what is good about the situation? Like, you may have gotten away from a terrible boss, a terrible working environment, and you may have a chance to try something new. Mm. You're, you're at a, you're at a, junction in your life to be able to reflect and and ask yourself what do i want my life to look like moving forward do i still want um that uh work that environment that stress or do i want to do something else Mm. is now the time to um try to try other things 
I think one thing I would say is is taste and see. Mm. Like, take this moment to call up a couple of people and say, what's it like working in your office? Mm. You know, or working for your company. Is there any way I could volunteer for like five days, even if mm. that's just, you know, packing marketing leaflets into envelopes and like putting mm. them in the post? I don't care. Just to sit and see what your environment's like. Or maybe I could maybe I could show up and bring some of my experience in this area, you know, pro bono, just, just to get an understanding of what it's like working in a different sector. Mm. And just see what it's like, see what's out there. I remember I remember getting quite stuck when I worked at Apple right. and going, I work for the biggest company in the world with like mm. some of the best innovation, mm. you know, the, the most amazing tools. How can I ever go and work anywhere else? And I kind of felt a little bit, and it was an amazing job, an amazing company. I worked with brilliant people. But I often kind of felt a little bit kind of uh, institutionalized and I wasn't able to see what else was out there. Mm. Um, so I would definitely, you know, suggest that, like, take time to look around, take time to have conversations with people and find out what's out there, what's um, what's useful, what's helpful. And, and just take time to reflect on that and think of, remind, go back to what's important to you. Yes. Um, yeah, that, I, I hear you on that one, Rody, because I, I to come across it with people I, I work with as well. And um, you might sort of say, oh, well, we're reframing it or we're looking for the, you know, the silver lining or whatever. But there is truth behind it. I, you know, that analogy that you mentioned earlier about the cloak of unemployment and, and to see people shedding it. But I think we also have our own sort of cloaks when it comes to habits of thought processes and and, uh, and certainly in my work as a coach, it's often about shedding those as well so we can, we can see with a clearer lens, as it were. And, and I know with people I've worked with, so many of them will say with the benefit of hindsight, you know, what I thought was a challenge was one of the best things that ever happened to me because it's liberated me to do something else um, or it's knocked me out of comfort zone and that was a bit scary, but I've survived and I'm, I'm able to give something else a go. Um, and going back to the conversation bit, you know, as I often say to people, and I try to remember it myself, if you don't ask, the answer is always no. <laughs> Whereas, you know, if you ask or volunteer or do something, it's, it's instigating something else. There's an energy to it. Um, yeah, and, and we I have an inordinate amount of examples of people who've come in our courses, decided oh, you know what, I've, I've gotten in touch with this um, startup company and they need yeah. a little bit of help in, in this space. You know, maybe it's financial regulation or it could be mm. uh, kind of setting up multiple tax environments in different tax structures in different countries, whatever it is. And they've gone and they've just kind of done a couple of days work and gone, oh, that was really interesting. And the people that are working with were like, oh, but you'll, you will stay, won't you? <laughs> like, we, we can't possibly do this without you. Can we, offer you, you a, can we offer you a role or a contract? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, and I'm not saying that every door that you push is going to um, kind of give you those opportunity, but like every time you try, I, like I promise you, you'll learn. Oh, yeah. At minimum, there will be learning to it. Yeah. And and also, you know, sometimes it can be, a, you know, a, a direct reward for it in that regard. But sometimes by having a new conversation, you're also stimulating other people to have conversations about you that you may not even be party to. You know, oh, we've come across Roly, he's great, you should contact him for X, Y, and Z. Um, we have to sort of instigate it ourselves, though. And that's the, the bit that I always think requires a little bit of courage on our part. Um, gosh, Roly, we could probably chat all day because it's, it's, it's work that I think is so valuable in society. 
um, I'm happy to make my small little contribution every so often. Um, but let's let's move towards close. And some of these questions will probably lead us into territory that's more personal to you, because I know we've spoken a lot about, you know, job care itself this morning. But I ask all my guests these questions as a way to, to, to wrap up. And sometimes it leads conversation into an interesting area, or at minimum, we learn something more about you. So what's your most cherished possession, Rowling? That's a really intriguing question. <laughs> and I think I'd have to say my camera. Okay. Um, and it's, it's, it's just, it's a tool, it's a tool that I use and it's a tool that helps me to see different perspectives mm. or at least challenge my, my perspective. Um, cause like, like, it, like almost anyone can take their phone out of their pocket and we all have phones in our pockets these days and just stand there and go click. Yes. But to try and take something, to try and see something interesting, like, I often have to, I often feel like I need to step up on something or get down really low, mm. you know, to try and just to shift what the normal kind of photo would look like. And I think it's, it's, it's kind of a metaphor for how I try to challenge myself on a regular basis to change my perspective. Mm. Um, and, and, but, and also, it, I mean, it's been a tool that's helped me to kind of make money on the side as well recently. Like I've had you know, people go, oh, can you take photos of our food? And, you know, can you can you come and uh, help us with our with our products? And yeah, and it's so it's something I kind of do on the side as, you know, as as a kind of side income. But it's just yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I'll bring it. I bring my camera everywhere. It's always I always have a camera in my bag, in my pocket mm. and usually not usually my phone and a camera. Mm. Um and I think in some ways, like my, my family was like, oh, you're always putting a thing in our face and you've always got <laughs> um, But, and it's not even as much, you know, part of it is, is that idea of creating memories, but part of it is just, is me wanting to expand my thinking and my vision. And I think, I think part of it is I, I'm, I'm just, I love light. Yeah. And, and I love the light you see, you know, at dawn. And I love the light you see when the sun's going down. I think there's just a special color and quality to it. And I, I don't know, just, I just find it really intriguing and, and trying to find different ways of, of capturing it and showing it and um, and, and, put, and then also putting it out into the world as well. Yeah. Because for me, like, I could take all the photos and never show them to people. Mm -hmm. But part, part of it is, I think, with, with any art, is it, it only re, it only becomes real when other people start to see it and understand it, or it starts a conversation? Yeah, and it appeals to them. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, you have your own personal Instagram as well, where I think you post plenty of those um, yeah. uh, pictures. And and it's it's terrific because your 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 handle is so easy. It's just your first name, so at Rowley R O L Y. There you go, an easy one to remember. So if you're on Instagram, be sure to to check that one out as well. Yeah. I've I've always been an earlier adopter to these things, so I've I've managed to snag some <laughs> you good, good in. usernames. I, I didn't. I didn't use it for a very long time. I'm really really kind of coming back to it in the past. In the past while. Right. Yeah. I do like what you say there about the camera and new perspectives. It reminds me last week I was out for a walk with our dog and bless her, she's elderly and she can't walk too far. And it's usually a lap around the green out the front. And of course, she loves every tree in the park. Um, and, uh, you know, what I've begun to do, though, is when she's at the trees is I look up and it's amazing to look up through a tree. 
like where we normally look at them, you know, or we see the trunks when we're walking by them, but to look up at them, particularly this time of the year when they're full of leaves and light and breeze. Um, and, um, I probably should take out my phone and take a, a, a picture of that because it is a different perspective. Uh, fascinating what you were saying with that one. Uh, tell me, and I, I, maybe we've touched on it a little, but maybe there's more to it. What inspires you, Rowley? Um, that's a that's a deep one. Um, mm. I th- I, I'm I'm inspired by I'm inspired by other people's journeys and other people's mm. work. Like I love, like I love watching uh, a, a, you know a good documentary on somebody who's at the top of their um, the top of their game. You know I I love watching kind of inspiring. Uh, you know, explorers who'll, you know, maybe run up the, uh, like there's a guy called Killian Journey and a couple of years ago, he ran up Everest. Oh, goodness. And and he <laughs> ran up and down it twice in a week. Oh, my like, God. Like, like no gear, like completely, like literally just like a mountain goat, mm. like, you know, and just seeing things like that. Um, I don't know if you saw um, My Octopus Teacher on Netflix. But it's this incredible story of this um, guy who's who's swimming in the sea, and he was a he was a no, I think he was a National Geographic um, kind of cameraman, and he mm-hmm. he'd, he'd done a lot of kind of nature photography and you know that kind of film work and stuff. But he just starts this relationship with a with a an, a small octopus like living off the off the shore where he where he was, and and it's just this in, incredible. Journey, My tactile journey. Goodness, yeah. I've not come across that, and that's no, on Netflix. Oh, it's it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's an amazing. It's probably the best thing I watched in the last year. Gosh, I must um, check. I must check that out. Yeah. It's interesting that thing you know about inspiration because sometimes we think of motivation, we don't necessarily think of inspiration. But mm-hmm. but for me, if um, you know, if I'm feeling a little bit low or a little bit flat, um, uh, what I try to reach for or remember to do is connect with some of my sources of inspiration. Um, and um, for no other reason than for, you know, feeling better. Um, and, and it's fascinating because so often it's, it, it's similar themes that inspire us, you know, that sense of other people, you know, overcoming challenges to, you know, to achieve great feats. And I sort of think we can, you know, we see ourselves mirrored in that. If they can go overcome that challenge, I can go overcome this challenge type of thing. Yeah. Um, but, but I think, but I think sometimes it's, for me, it's as simple as just stepping out into the back garden and hearing the birds and, mm-hmm. you know, seeing the, the wind blow in the trees and, and also the grandiose of, grandiose of nature. nature. Like even just yeah. walking, like going to 40 foot and seeing the yeah. waves crash over the rocks and being able to get in for a swim or like getting up the top of, of three rock. And it's not, a, it's not like it's a big mountain, but it just puts you, it's, it's, it's that perspective thing again. It puts you somewhere else. Like I definitely know, I've definitely noticed over the past couple of years, I started sea swimming and some, some mornings in the middle of winter, it's absolutely pitch black and you're diving oh, into this black mm. freezing cold water. But you turn around and, and I've been lying on my back and looking up at stars in the sky. And it's almost like you're being held in this kind of like, uh, uh, kind of stasis or, or, um, you know, this womb-like experience mm. in the center of a universe that's just holding you and supporting you. And that super quickly reminds you how small you are. Yeah. And then, then, and when you're cold in the water, you forget everything that yes. you're thinking about before. Like I heard somebody describe it as instant mindfulness, like that 
suddenly everything you were thinking about like seconds ago is gone because your body is just tingling with the experience of the water and it just resets you and yeah. also it's that connection to oh my goodness it's a long way to Howth or this yeah. body of waters actually stretches all the way around the globe it's 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 so fascinating really that in the last 18 months or so i've come across so many people who have started or gone back to sea swimming and mm. um, there's something there's something in it for sure i know i know for me uh, as a great lover of nature and seeing it as a source of inspiration myself that we, we we can tend to forget that as humans we are part of nature um and and also i think when we're in nature we don't judge like we don't judge sunsets like we just observe them you know it it, it, it it's movement without a meaning attached to it you know we mm-hmm. can just observe it um, and, and the beauty of it maybe, you know, you know, speaks to our souls as well as sometimes is how I phrase it. Tell me, as someone who, who for me, loves books and is always reading something, do you have any book recommendations going is that, that you're currently reading and learning and enjoying? Yeah, I'm... So these will be these are kind of close to like my pursuits at the moment. Yeah. I'm reading a book called Creative Calling by uh, Chase Jarvis. Okay. And it's kind of a step-by-step process on how to kind of reconnect with your creativity and oh. how to how to make it the center of your life. Um, and it's been really helpful for me being able to transition into a role that's uh, much more creative and a little bit less admin based than what mm-hmm. I was doing before, and also to help stay focused with that because there's there's quite a bit uh there and so chase also is he he runs an entire organization called creative live where they produce like content for um photographers videographers artists you know so there's 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 a whole world of video and products there you can get but it's just interesting that he he also has this because he was a very he was a world-renowned photographer at one point mm-hmm. like commanding 10 15 20k for a day's photo shoot um you know so it, but but he's kind of moved on he also created one of the first um photo apps on the iphone so this okay. is even pre-instagram um, gosh you know so, um, so, so that was clay oh sorry chase jarvis and the book yeah, creative, creative column creative calling i must check that one out it's and then there's, a, there's another book which is similar and it's seth godin the practice oh, okay um, seth and, godin, and yeah. what what he's actually done he actually wrote he was like i'll never i'll never i won't be able to write a book because i was too busy but literally what he did did is he wrote tiny essays and mm-hmm. some of them are just like two three paragraphs and they're mm-hmm. all numbered and they're they're kind of broken up in different sections and in a lot of ways he's just he's saying by continuing to to do your practice whatever mm-hmm. that is it will it will help you to move forward but it also it helps the world around you it helps your community because you're you're connecting deeper with who you are and you're able to show up in that space closer connected to who you are and that inspires other people yeah and it it, it showcases that so i mean i i my wife is an artist mm-hmm. um so like we're 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 quite a a creative artistic um kind of couple and family and to be able to just to have that sense of connection and to really, I, I know that the better connected I am to any sort of, of, of practice, whether that's breath work or swimming mm-hmm. or running in the morning, you know, um, or, you know, or, or actually taking out my camera and, and doing something, I show up, I show up better as a, as a human being to, you know, offer like assistance around the house to like love and care for, like put my kids to bed, like mm-hmm. whatever is required because 
I'm I'm connecting to and fulfilling something that's really deep inside me, mm. and it mm. just means that I'm not that I'm not, then not going. Oh, this is pulling me away from something that I want to do. It's actually going. No, no, I'm I'm getting to work on me, and I'm getting to be here for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, that that speaks to me really. Yeah, gosh, the. Um, uh, let me throw you another question, you know, so what was something that you saw as a failure or a setback at the time, Rowley, that but with hindsight now you can see maybe it was a blessing in disguise? Um, I think any time um, work for me has come to an abrupt end, mm. so whether that was uh, the end of a contract or most recently actually um, – when I was working at Riot Games, a, a whole bunch of our department, because we'd outsourced our, our work kind of uh, across Europe, a whole bunch of our department was, was the, the roles were made redundant and they, they they sized the team down from kind of 30 down to about 10. Um, and I was one of the last managers in, so I was one of the first managers out. Okay. And it was quite, it was very abrupt and it was quite shocking. Mm-hmm. Um, but literally the week after, and and it felt weird, and still sometimes going. I don't. I would love to work there. It was an yeah. amazing place to work, and I completely recommend it to anybody who kind of gets in touches and ask. And um, if I had an opportunity, I'd jump at it. Like so, there's no there's no hard feelings. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I understand it's a business decision. You know, I get that. Um, but also the week after that, I was supposed to be having lunch with Paul Mooney, the CEO for um, Jobcare. And I actually had to call him up and go, um, Paul, you can't come to my office. Uh, I don't work there anymore. I was escorted out of the building and like loads of us are being let go. And uh, he was like, okay, well, let's have lunch. And you're into training. You've done some training at Apple. Why don't you have a conversation? Because we're, we're about to lose our training manager. And, you know, that just led down the route to a kind of really fulfilling role that I'm in now um, yeah. and I don't think if, if somebody had sent me the if Paul had directly sent me the job spec for the role that I stepped into I don't think I'd have given it that much serious consideration because I was going I was working in an amazing role mm-hmm. with amazing people on amazing money getting to fly out to LA three times a year and kind of working in the gaming space which I had always been kind of connected into and always wanted to do so I don't think I'd have stepped out of that but Clearly, you know, when one door closes, yes. another one opens. But when that door slams in your face, you're you're rubbing your nose and yeah. you're feeling hard done by. And it's hard to see the it's hard to see that there's there's a transition and there's there's an opportunity opening up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's sometimes that door slams and your nose gets bruised, is sometimes how I phrase it. And it's like I'm a bit sore here. Um, but my goodness, that was alignment. There was something oh. there was something divine timing about all of oh. that rolling. Absolutely. I couldn't it's, it's it's and often like you you need to to give these things time to be able to yeah. see those to see that or see how it lines up because like you can just be scra- feel like you're scrabbling around in the dirt or in the dark and and there's no you don't know what's going to be next. Um, yeah, and and for me that comes down to um, maybe it's an inner belief, you know, a belief that things tend to work out. Yeah. Um, sometimes they mightn't work out in the time scale we'd like to work them out on. That's um, um, but 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 there is a there is an evolution to it, and um, sometimes there's there's patience required. I often say that to groups I work with that when we're in that 
liminal space or that transition space that one of the qualities that's that's required of us is that sense of patience yeah um last last question roly what's a, a motto or a favorite quote or words that inspire you words that are meaningful to you i have so many like i have a, <laughs> i actually have a i have a i have a, a document in google keep that i keep open and every time i find them i drop them in there in because I'm, I'm often yeah. i'm often reaching for something when i'm preparing um, a talk or preparing a, uh, you know to, to kind of lead a workshop or something like that as part mm. of the work that I'm going well what's the right thing to go in here but I think the, the one and I kind of I might have hit on it a little bit earlier but it's Henry Ford when he says whether you think you can mm-hmm. or you think you can't you're right yeah yeah an oldie but a goodie Henry Ford whether you think you and, can or whether you think you can't you're right so true and, and it just it took me so long to to understand that and to get mm. it and to get how much of what we do and what we're capable of is completely limited or defined by what's in our head. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The old Shakespeare one, there's nothing either good or bad, but thinking makes it so. Mm-hmm. Um, as, I, as I find, I mean, I mean, there is so many layers to that. I know for me, um, how would I say it? You know, just because I think it, does it mean I have to believe it? Mm-hmm. Is is some is a distinction that I'm keep trying to keep at the forefront of my own mind? You know, just because I think it doesn't mean I have to believe that it's true or that it's real, um, because most of the time it's um, it's you know it's self constructed. Um, but I, I I mean I like that one for sure with Henry Ford. Whether you whether you uh, believe you can or you believe you can't, you're right. Yeah, a nice a nice note to close on, Rowley. Um, Thank you for your your time and your insight and for for giving us more details about the great work you and your colleagues do there at JobCare. Uh, let me give the, the website again. It's jobcare.ie and it's on all platforms, LinkedIn and Facebook, Twitter and JobCare Ireland on Instagram. And then, of course, if we're if we're looking to see Rowley sunsets and photography, um, we'll go into Instagram at Rowley, R-O-L-Y. So, Rodi, thank you again. You've been so um, uh, generous, and I appreciate that. And it sounds as if you've company there in the background. <laughs> it's my daughter's running up and down the stairs, yeah. <laughs> and, and James, thank you so much for this opportunity. But, you know, and but also thank you for everything that you bring of yourself to job care, and not just to us, but to all of the participants on our on our courses. They you know, you, they, you offer so much to them and you're so generous with your time and your energy and your effort. We we genuinely and deeply appreciate that. So oh. I'm happy to publicly say thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that, Roly. Thank you. And I say it's my it's my pleasure. I do the, you know, a piece on personal branding on the um, on the on the course. And um, it, it's something that I find very rewarding. That's why I continue to do it. Um, but that's that's how the world goes round. So my thanks again to Rowley for joining me this week. I, I hope you do check out the work they do at jobcare.ie um, and the, the services that they offer. And if you know of anyone who might uh, take benefit of those services, feel free to, to pass on those details to them or to, to pass on this podcast recording as well. 
And as I say, JobCare are also available on all the social media platforms. So thank you to you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this week's conversation as much as I did. Uh, more information about me, James Sweetman, is available on my own website, jamesweetman.com. And you'll find me on all of the social media platforms as well, uh, LinkedIn and Instagram in, in particular. So until next week.